Hello, welcome to Blades Pod. It's Monday, the twenty third of November. My name is Ben, and joining me is Andrew. How you doing, mate? Oh, amazing, mate. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I should. This should be like a two part question, really, shouldn't it? it should be like yeah. if, if you ignore football, how are you? So let's just. Do I'm it all right. Way. Yeah, get away from football. Yeah, I can't really complain. To be fair, um, it's just. Those Saturdays and Sundays that are ruining my, my life at the moment. <laughs> I know exactly how you feel. Um, just before we get into it, just a little bit, a couple of bits of housekeeping from previous episode. I just want to mention uh, uh, that, that penalty stat that we talked about last week where opposition penalties keep hitting the bar at the Bromley end. That mm. was uh, Adam Bagley. I forgot your name last week, but yeah. there you go. It was you. Well-deserved that... uh, shout-out, I think. Very much so. And, and I just want to, a quick mention to... Uh, Remy, listener to the podcast, who recognised me in the park the other day from my face rather than my voice, which was wow. very surprising. Um, just, yeah, came up to me and uh, said, I, I guess you're Ben from Bladespot. And I was like, that's quite impressive. But I was with my mum at the time and I think it made her day. She thought it was a very nice thing for uh, <laughs> nice thing for him to do. So uh, cheers, Remy. Nice to meet you. Right, let's, uh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's just get it done, mate. I don't think this is going to be the longest and most in-depth of podcasts because... I'm very keen to avoid repeating ourselves from previous yeah. episodes. And unfortunately, I think this game was just very much a repeat of some previous ones. I mean, my um, uh, my wife sort of came in just for half time and was like, how's, uh, how's it going? And I sort of just shrugged and was like it's pretty much the same as all the other ones really except we're uh, you know except we're not losing yet, which is a marginal improvement. But yeah, go on. Thoughts from uh, the West Ham game? I think we're going to have a lot of games like this throughout this season. We already have Close one nil defeats where we aren't good enough to score. We're not we're not getting battered or anything like that. It were, I think it were an average performance. I don't think it were a terrible performance. I think it were just yeah, all right. Probably the sort of game last year we win. To be honest, like with the momentum and, and a couple of key players playing better and stuff. But I think we're gonna have a lot of games like that. Unfortunately, I think I don't I don't want to jump the gun here and I don't want to get really downbeat. But the more I see, the less confident I am. We've got any chance of getting out of this. To be honest. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of things I want to uh, pick up on there that you said. I think just to end, with, we'll start with the one you just ended with, and that is, I, I just can't think of one thing that we're good at at the moment um, as a as a team, yeah. uh, not as, as podcasters. I tend to publish them on time, so there you go. That's the one good thing. Um, and you've got your uh, vast array of podcast related puns is always always in there but yeah united i mean you know we're not we're not fast we're not strong we don't dominate possession we don't counter attack well we don't defend well we don't create we're not good at finishing we're not good at crossing we're not good at defending set pieces we're not good at creating from set pieces ourselves i just i mean help me out here what what are we good at where, where are our strengths at the moment I listened to the Four Blades podcast, the one before Jamie Ireland one. Um, I'm halfway through. By the way, I would listen to that Jamie Ireland podcast. It's fantastic. I'm only mm. halfway through, but really interesting. But they, the, the best thing on that podcast for me was they were talking about what is our identity. Mm. And I was just sort of walking with the dog, listening to it, nodding, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree with everything that's being said here. You've got Burnley, who are a, a long ball team, basically, you know, but they've got an, you know, they've got an identity. Get it up, you know, as quick as you can, strong, physical, all this sort of stuff. Full on for all the faults, like to pass it out from the back. They've got a plan. They know how they want to play. West Brom have got this 4-3-3 with uh, wide players and, and sort of interchanging between them I don't know what we're about I, I really, really, really do not know what we're about we're not fast, we're not physical we're not long ball, we're not short passing I don't, I don't know what we are 
Yeah, it's and it's so such a departure from last year, and obviously there's yeah. myri- myriad reasons uh, for yeah. that, which we'll not get into because we repeated so many times. But it just just another game where the opposition, you know, really didn't need to go through the gears at all, did they? West Ham is it was such an easy win for them, and it, it, yeah. it just feels like so often every every team we play just seems to just have this, an easy time. They just have their way with it. us. I think Villa three three what maybe not Leeds Leeds did play all right against us that were a decent game but you could Leeds Man City West Ham I don't think any of those three in those wins have played probably above seventy or eighty percent of their potential and they've still won fairly comfortably in the end as well yeah um, and I, I just I don't really see where we go from here to be honest we're just doing the same things every week and mm. it's not working I mean it is weird that I mean you mentioned you know we probably win some of these games last season I I think we certainly draw some it's it's weird that we keep losing rather than drawing some of these games. If you like, you know, eight defeats, six have been by one goal. That's yeah. Like if yeah. you're sort of in a vacuum, that's quite freaky. Like you know, if, I think if it was, um, I don't know, if I was just looking at another team and I, I hadn't really paid attention to them and I saw that that kind of record, I'd just be like, wow, they've been they've been pretty unlucky. Like they're going to start yeah. picking up points soon. But the trouble is, we never look like scoring. So. Yeah. Assume- That's what I was about to. I was about to follow that up your point up with that. Actually, I think the problem is, is while ever we don't look like scoring and we don't, I think from now on does it give uh, other teams sort of confidence in the middle of the game. But they pretty much know if they get one goal, we're not going to get two. Yeah. So you know, all they need to do is defend average. Like I think they can afford to push more people up because of how shot shy we are, and I think this is what's happening. You know, the goal I think summed up for me. Do we have anyone on, on, in our team who scores that goal? And I don't think Haller's an amazing player or anything, but I don't see that, that just those little bits of quality are going in, in the other team's favour. And I don't think we have that in our locker. And I don't know how you change that, to be honest. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's not it's not luck that is the reason we keep losing these games. I mean, like you no. know, like like you say, we you know as soon as a team gets in front by but well by one goal, they they might as well be up by two or three generally because yeah. we we just have nothing. I mean. The lack of shots, you mentioned it there, it just makes it so hard to watch these games. I mean, we had four shots in the second half yesterday. I think one of those were in like the you know, 93rd minute or something and only um, only two of them inside the penalty area as well in that second half. And just another game where as soon as West Ham scored, I was thinking I might as well go and do something else. You know, I might, might, as, yeah, well and, yeah. uh, might as well go and hoover up as I was intending to do after this game because there's, there's almost no point watching it. Like, I don't understand. No. I don't understand how we're going to change... A game, and you know this is the the great challenge for Wilder is to kind of change the momentum here. You know, it's, we try and chase the game. It's like okay, we bring on another striker, and McGoldrick goes in as a number ten again, and then yeah. eventually Basham goes off. And well, this has been successful so yeah. far, hasn't it? I mean, that's the problem. It's not that these changes. It's it's not just that they're not getting us results. They're not changing the flow of the game at all. No, 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 no. I think in the last 10 minutes of the game, we were, we had more of the ball and stuff. I think West Ham actually saw the game out really badly, actually. that That's what we're really frustrated. I don't think... They didn't defend well mm. or anything like that. They were like... If we had been better on the ball in those last five... We got into fairly good positions. Lundstrom putting a really poor cross in. McGoldrick in the last minute sort of summed it all up with that little chip to the keeper. Mm. It wasn't as if West Ham were like bodies on, you know, getting involved, diving headers and stuff like that. Like Moyes come out after and started saying about how solid they were. I, d- I disagree with that, to be honest. I think they were not there for the taking, but a better side would have scored because I don't think they saw the game out well, but you don't have to. Yeah, and it's uh, as I say, it's just um, 
it's just kind of dull and frustrating and depressing to watch at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. It? Um, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the answer is, and that's why uh, I am not a football manager. But I mean, I, I remember. Um, I think it was at the end of last season. We went through our preseason predictions. I think from that season, and we had this whole yeah. thing of like, will um, is it a bigger achievement? For Wilder to keep us in the Premier League last season than it was to get us there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and well, and you said, well, what about next season? Um, yeah. And from here, it absolutely <laughs> yeah. is. I mean, the insane thing, uh, I'm just doing this from memory, so correct me here, but the insane thing is, I believe we're just three points off safety as, as it stands <laughs> Yeah, that's incredible. Is that right? Let me just check that. Uh, yeah, yeah Fulham are on four points and we're on one. We only have two games in fairness to them. Yeah, that's true. But it's, it's, uh, it's not impossible that if we were to win our next game, which we haven't done for 12 games now, but if we win our next game against West Brom, we might be out of the relegation zone. So it's yeah. somehow we're still, you know, it's still kind of in touch. But yeah, I mean, you said it to me, you think we're the worst team in the division and it's hard to argue. I know we, you know, you look at the table and go, well, obviously the worst team in the division. Yeah, but... I, think, I think we are. I, th- I think every other team, I looked at, I watched the full game against Everton. They were awful defensively for them. And I think they will go down. I think, I think, I, to be honest, I think, Fulham, us, and probably West Brom will go down fairly comfortably in the end. If I'm going to be completely honest, with you. I don't want—I don't like saying that, and I don't want to be, you know, making rash statements. That's just how I feel at this particular moment from what I've seen. Um, but at least with Fulham, they—they hammered they the Evan at the end. They're really unlucky not to get a point in the end. Mm. And I just look at it thinking, we—we we just haven't got that in us. That's why I think we're the worst team because as bad as Fulham are, and as bad as like sort of the defending is, they do have players who will cause problems, and I don't think we do. No, um, and we've what have we? We've taken the lead once this season, I think, and that was yeah. away at Liverpool. So I mean, that's that really is the uh, the boom or bust for United in it this season. I think if we score the first goal, we might be all right. You know, if we do it enough yeah. times, we might yeah. be able to cobble together enough wins. You know, obviously, you do it against Liverpool, you're probably going to lose anyway because they're uh, one of the best two teams in the league. But we're just we're just playing with such fine margins, as I keep saying. So again, I don't want to go on about mm-hmm. it, but. Yeah, that that inability to uh, you know try and knock down the door as as Fulham were doing yesterday, as you said, and yeah, that's that's the thing that really kills me. That I just you know, you see us go behind, and you're just like, well, that's it, you know. Yeah. What? How on earth do we get back into it? It's, there's no way, you know. Teams are just going to defend against us so easily, and yeah, and I didn't feel that last season either as well. Mm. I mean, we were good at defending Leeds last season, but we went one 0 down against West Ham away, got loads Norwich of points away, from behind, in... yeah, Arsenal away, Chelsea yeah. away. Loads Spurs of them. Away. They weren't games that we were creating chances. I mean, that that Spurs game is is. A, I mean, how we've regressed since then. That can't all be down to Jack O'Connell not being there for me. Well, I mean, even the Spurs home game last season, yeah. uh, post Project Restart, and that little run of games. You know, it's mm. this is why it's it's uh, yeah, it's really hard to pinpoint. I mean, yeah, O'Connell is a big miss, but it's it's just baffling that we've regressed by such a large amount. And I think confidence. Yeah. Confidence is definitely one of the factors, and I think you mentioned it last week. You know, the longer it goes without a win, the harder it is going to be to get that win. And West Brom probably are looking at uh, looking at next week as a massive opportunity to uh, yeah, to get a win yeah. themselves. And it's I've got to say I've got zero confidence that we will get anything from that game, just yeah. purely because of the way we're playing at the moment. And uh, yeah, it's a, a game I'm not looking forward to. No, this is the all. thing as well. I mean, we, we looked at, all, all right, we've played those three teams, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea. Right, let's play West Ham. And I said that on the pod last week, I didn't have any confidence to beat them because I don't. I think they're, they're just miles better than us. I don't think West mm. Brom are miles better than us, but I've seen them play a couple of times and 
they, they look far more dangerous than we do. So, yeah, it's really doom and gloom, this, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I can't know. This is what I'm going to try to keep the runtime fairly short. But I don't, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I mean, but look. Same as you, I'm not looking forward to it. I, I mean, find me find me a positive out there, please. I mean, I, you know, this is why the I... The championship squad for next <laughs> we, we might be back in grounds to watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. I mean, one thing, uh, I guess one, one minor positive, uh, John Fleck, surprise for me, returning mm-hmm. to the team. That was good to see. Uh, yeah, 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 I don't know he didn't play well, but I think it's important to know that, yeah. I mean, Wilder said after that he'd only had two days worth of training. I'm just happy for him to get a 90 minutes. I didn't really expect him to be the John Flett that we now, to be honest. Yeah, completely the same. And uh, yeah, he, he came through. He, you know, he didn't look uh, unfit or like he was, uh, you know, blowing or anything towards no. the end of the game. Uh, obviously, didn't have a huge influence on the game. But if he gets up to full fitness, then that is going to be um, a big help for us. Um, shame about Ender Stevens misses out. Uh, and I don't know yeah. if you heard afterwards, Wilder said he wasn't even close to being available. Yeah, for yeah. One. I did hear a rumour that he were out for the season, but I don't think that's true. I think that's uh, just people talking nonsense again on Twitter. But, you know, uh, that left-hand side again, it's just, we're offering nothing in an attacking sense down that side and it's getting caught out again all the time. Yeah, Ampadu did a couple of good bits of defending in the second half particularly. I think yeah. where he, there was one where he just stepped in front of... Um, Oh, I can't remember who it was now. Rice chipped that ball over the top. Yeah, and, yeah I think yeah, it was Haller actually, and uh, yeah. Ramsdale ends up making the save. Um, but yeah, I, I mean Haller just bullied us, didn't he? And we had some real just lack of organisation. You know, like from that long throw on the on the left. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Haller just heads it into the danger area under more or less no pressure. And I think either Basham or Egan were in completely the wrong position because they're both suddenly looking round at each other, like, "Hang about, what's going on here? Why is why am I?" Almost, why am I stood here and there's an yeah. open man over there? Well, for the goal, I mean, you could say it's a look of deflection or whatever and it goes to him, but Egan sort of, we bash him down the right for some reason. I don't, Flex sort of stood in the area. Mm. And, and and you just look at, if you throw, freeze that goal for when he shoots, you're like, why is he there? Why is he there? Why is he there? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Baffling. Um, Ampadu, I, thought, I mean, it was good to see him play in that left centre-back position Um, and unfortunately of course in the sort of you know just pile another layer of excrement on what's happening this season he has to go off injured Um, I can't remember but there were no overlapping again from that side which I didn't expect there to be but I mean in fairness to Robinson when he came on there were a couple of overlaps from him but Mm. I don't know he's getting to the stage now where you're thinking is there any have we got three defenders good enough to play three at the back that's a very good point to be honest yeah yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I thought Lowe was uh, a bit disappointing going forward as yeah. well. A um, couple of really... One good bit where he took someone on. I think he was the only player in the team who actually genuinely took someone on mm. uh, in the second half. But I thought, particularly defensively, we were a bit all over the place, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, we do... <laughs> I think Wilder got... It sounded like he got a bit tetchy afterwards when sort of asked someone yeah. to mention about creating chances... And uh, he seemed to be under the impression that we created a lot of chances in this game. And I actually, yeah, I'm trying to think where I heard this. I heard somebody else say it as well, another journalist or somebody. And I was thinking, thinking back, I was like, did we, did we really create many chances in this I game? I think we had one clear cut chance which was, in the second half. Yeah, which actually, um, I think uh, Alan Smith on Co Comms was quite. <laughs> quite scathing of but I was like I thought he'd done pretty well there to be honest like I don't think he can do much more people are going to slag him off because it's McBurney obviously but 
and he's, he's obviously low on confidence. He's, you, you're talking millimetres, aren't you, from a fantastic finish there? Yeah, well, well, that's it. I think I think because it's McBurney and because he's in you know really bad form in front of goal, yeah. and because he is low on confidence, I was like, well done, mate. You know, he's, he's not the fastest. <laughs> he's, he's picked that ball up off a great through pass. He did from, well to uh, get to that position in the first place. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, the first chance that Rian Brewster's had to do anything with the mm. ball in his all his appearances so far on here. Plays a brilliant defence splitting pass, and yeah, McBurney carries it to the box. Hits a really good shot on his left foot because I was, unfortunately, sorry Ollie, but I had absolutely no confidence he was going to score. And I was thinking, I don't think anyone did. To be I honest, I don't think you're allowed in saying yeah, that. Yeah, it's just going to try and hit this across the keeper. He's just going to scuff it, and Fabianski's just going to make a comfortable save. So okay. smashing it with his left foot and uh, going high and just hitting the crossbar, I thought was pretty unlucky yeah. to be honest. Good effort, and he, he did actually have some. He had some good shots in this game, I would say. Um, yeah, I felt sorry for him yesterday, actually, because you can see his head's down a bit and you can see he's bouncing off him and he's got his touches nowhere near what it was at the end of last season when he was playing a lot better in those those four games that you mentioned earlier. But you, it, that were a great header of the fall for the, you know, the, when Fabianski tips over. Mm-hmm. I think that were a really good header from that. It can't really do much more with that shot he has in, just before that, which Fabianski saves again. I do feel a bit sorry for him at the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we've talked uh, kind of at length about how he very frequently just doesn't get a good contact on, on yeah. his shots, does he? But uh, he really did in this in this one. I mean, mm. yeah, that shot from the edge of the area, but, uh, yeah, couldn't have done much more with that. And it was a really good header. I mean, it's so hard to score from that position. He, he had yeah. to put all the power on it himself. And, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Fabianski was uh, more than equal but to it. said, <clears throat> there's that and the ball got chance as well in the first minute or whatever it was, first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But they're not... I mean, obviously, you might have the XG, I don't know, but they're not sort of clear-cut Clear. I think West Ham still had the best chances. Easily, yeah. I think it's uh, not to do the uh, look too much into single game XG, but I think we had less than 0.7 and they had over two. Yeah. So, and obviously the majority of ours was indeed that uh, that one on one with McBurney. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great, uh, incredible ball again from Egan for that bulldog chance. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'm just sort of beaten into the ground at the minute. But um, I just again the fact that Bulldog even got it on target, I was like. I'm treating that as a win, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, but honestly, I honestly said exactly the same. I'm like, well done, mate. You've had a good, yeah. got it on target. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like Sunday League, you know, when you're like your, your kids. Well done, lad. Yeah. And that's not... I'm not... To be a patronising sense, that's mine and yours and probably most United fans just outlook at the moment. Yeah. Nothing to say that you know, that's not criticising... George Baldock as a player or anything like that, but that's just how low things are that we're like, sort of, oh, he's, he's got it on target. <laughs> yeah, exactly what I was just about to say. Um, yeah, um, any other any other kind of key moments or individuals you want to pick up? I mean, there's uh, Suchek missed a fantastic chance, didn't he, in the first he half? Did, where I, yeah. I mean, I just assume that's 1 0, and, you know, we'd, we'd been doing all right, I think, like for that first half up to that point. Yeah, um, I think the first 10 minutes were fantastic in that game. You're thinking, this is it, we're at it. And then I think slowly West Ham wrestled control. Then we had a five-minute spell towards the end of the first half. Then we started the second half all right. And, then it, and West, I think West Ham deserved it, personally. Oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't even uh, remotely question that. I mean, you mentioned the left-hand side of our defence. I mean, they were just it just looked very vulnerable, didn't it? They were, and I think they knew that as well. But it was so easy for them to transition from back to front. I mean, Haller um, just seemed to, to win everything. Mm. You know, the ball was just sort of uh, getting th- from Rice to, to Bowen and Suchek and, and whoever else, basically, as any time they wanted. And, yeah, I, I, I'm almost surprised we only conceded one, to be honest. I think yeah, bad finishing well, in a couple of good saves. 
What? Where George Baldock were playing in the final fifteen minutes? No, everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it was just incredible. I just kept popping up. I mean, he was probably our best player. In fairness to him. Because at least we're trying to make... I mean, I don't like those sort of uh, sideways runs with his head down that he does. But, <laughs> you know, he was sort of the only player who was sort of like trying to take on the fight and drive us forward and stuff. Mm. But he was just popping up all over. I was like, where is he playing? Yeah, yeah. Just, unfortunately, like, it, it made me think back to a few times last season where, like, the ground would be, you know, purring at that kind of thing happening. So, like, you know, look, watch out. Here comes Ender Stevens on the right wing. Here's George Bulldog yeah. popping up on the inside left. But... Unfortunately, at the moment, I saw him do that, and I was kind of like, "Well, what are you doing?" I mean, you know, yeah, where, where, or why are you there? Yeah. yeah, like you know, good on you for trying, but what? Almost, what's the point? Like, what are we trying to achieve with that right now? And Wilder yeah. did say in his press conference after the uh, it's first time I've heard him admit that they are really struggling down that left hand side. He said that Max Lowe is not really ready to play, but he is because of uh, circumstance. I'd argue against that and say, "Well, we've got Ben Osborne sat on the bench; he's never let us down in that position," but. That's you know that's another argument I suppose, but yeah, I mean I think privately I'd be really regretting not bringing someone in for uh, O'Connell. Yeah, Osborne was really good against Liverpool at left wing back. Um, and he's not played since in that position. Yeah, maybe he will the next one, but then that guy, I guess that just fits the whole thing of we we just scrabbling about, aren't we? Trying to yep. figure out, <clears throat> trying to you know just. I mean, it gets to the point where you're going to have to stick with a with an eleven. I think. I think there's not. We've tried to change the personnel. We've changed the strikers, changed the defence, changed the midfield. I think we've just got to stick with something soon, even if they're getting. You know, we're losing because we're losing anyway. So. Well, yeah. So there's not really uh, there's not really a new depth to fall to, is there? In terms of no. results, like one point from nine games. I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's only us Wednesday and one other team that have done that Man in the City, yeah Man and City. Wednesday and Man City went down uh, with yeah with a start just as bad as this uh, those two clubs have had slightly <laughs> diverging times since uh, yeah since we could then. do a Man City or we could do a Wednesday <laughs> yeah. uh, who knows which of those outcomes is more the likely the is because I still see like you said earlier and I understand you look at the team you think we're only one win off safety but realistically we're probably going to need at least 34 points out of the last 29 so that's over a point a game that's really, really difficult where we're playing. Yeah, it happens. You know, teams do turn it around. Yeah. Look, look at Villa last season. They were absolutely abysmal pre-lockdown. And then uh, I think yeah. there was something like fifth or sixth most points post-lockdown. Oh, no, no, that's not true. Sorry. Yeah. Their defence became the fifth or sixth best. Best, best. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, there you go. <laughs> I tried to find a counter-argument and didn't yeah, have one. I'm yeah, sure there is some somewhere. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> Watford were well adrift at one point, And uh, then they looked well safe at one point. It can be done. It's just that the way we play, it, you know, last season we obviously achieved more than a point a game. Uh, mm. But the way we're playing, oh, it's really difficult to see it happening. I know. I don't know if I'm overreacting to one winnable game, if you like. Uh, but uh, it's, you know, there's nine games now and we've played sort of well in bursts. I still think the Liverpool game, maybe the Leeds game, is like the only times I would say we've played well in a yeah, game this season yeah. I think every every other game I'd say we've been pretty bad in or sometimes absolutely atrocious um, you another player I'd like to bring up I'd, I'm loath to do this because he's getting a lot of stick anyway but I thought Lundstrom were awful when he came on to be honest I didn't really notice either way so go on tell me he like he gave it away like I think the first first three times he got the ball he gave it away and there were one where he passed it to them and then literally stopped. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he sort of just stopped and then sort of like, I'm not saying he's disinterested because I don't think Wilder are playing, but I don't know if like, it were a bizarre, like, one of the worst sort of 
10 minute cameos I've seen from a United player for a long time I thought maybe uh, Wilder just thought send on the scapegoat yeah we, why we not need, yeah. we need someone to take the heat off the other players I did get the change because the game were becoming stretch and a lot of people said oh we should have thrown Burke on or whatever and I get that I, maybe he should have come on for Brewster instead but the game were getting stretched and I think what Wilder thought is get another midfielder on we can get control of midfield now because it's that stretched mm. and it did work to a degree we did get more of the ball and stuff but I'd, yeah it's like you say we look, you looked at that bench yesterday and you're like well take him off who for uh, I don't know <laughs> yeah no it's uh, it's it's rough at the minute I was surprised that Brewster didn't start to be honest um, yeah. I thought it'd be good to see him against a you know less excellent team uh, I'm not saying it would have necessarily change the outcome because as we've just he showed flashes didn't he I think yeah. I think it's, it's, I mean it wasn't great but it was his, his best performance in a United shirt but not much to live up to in that sense but no exactly um, but yeah it's just uh, it, it's just hard to see where we go from here I mean it feels like it feels like uh, if and when this first win arrives it will be kind of a almost a lucky one if you like you know it'll be yeah a, maybe that's managed, what we need maybe but um, the, uh, the the logical side of me says we need to play well if we're going to stay up. Yeah, We can't fluke 10 wins, I don't think. We need to actually start playing better. Um, what did you make of uh, Wilder's interview? For, because I was, like you were saying about the chances and stuff, I, I understand he can't be laying into the players and stuff. And, you know, if we, if we do eventually go down, he might do that at the end of the season. But I don't know, there seems to be this feeling like every week it's sort of, well, it was a close game. We just lost, uh, you know, his fine margins, which it is, and all this sort of stuff. But I don't think we're playing well, and that's that's the worry. But we were really playing well and not taking his chances. There was so- Watford last season. We we said it before on the pod last year. They're a lot better than their points tally suggested, weren't they? After mm. ten games or whatever, they were creating loads of chances. Yeah. We're not doing that, are we? No, we're not. Um, I mean, he did. You know, he does reference the uh, the lack of confidence and the yeah know, that kind of thing. So. I guess that's about as as close as you can come to not chucking your players under the bus, but being like brutally honest about how we're playing and stuff. I mean, I do turn my nose up when we talk about the chances that we're creating because we, we, we've not been a high volume shot team the whole time while there's been manager, but we've got to improve this. We, we're just going to finish with like hardly any points if we're still taking, you know, four shots when we're behind. We, I know we try and like create from crosses and things like that which can mean you know vast amounts of time does go by without us having a shot but I think that's what we need to change I mean just and I don't know how we're going to do it because these are the players that we have now I mean I'm not saying like uh, I certainly wouldn't say that like Fulham's recruitment is um, you know one we should be particularly envious of but they do have those game changing players don't they that you can just rely on to like dribble past someone or just play a quick one too, win a penalty and that kind of thing. Yeah, Luckman yesterday again, I don't think he's, I think he's, I, you know, he's not a fantastic, fantastic top, top player or anything like that, but he created a chance at the end and he worried Everton. I don't think we had anything like that yesterday because we haven't got anyone like that. And we never have, to be fair. We've yeah. ne- we, since Wilder's come, we've never had that sort of explosive winger or the closest we've got to sort of a flair play is probably Duffy. Yeah, in the in the current squad, I mean, I'd say Moussa does that. He's obviously not yeah. featured yet. Yeah, yeah, he's um, unpredictable. Yeah. And and flashes from Burke as well, from what we've seen so far. But it's yeah. not a lot, is it? And and you know, I mean, I, I can't, I don't have it in front of me, but you know, Burke's probably played 
maybe 400 minutes so far, and obviously Musa is not uh, not even got on the uh, in the squad yet. Um, I think that's the thing as well. Just on that, I think like other teams could possibly rely on playing average like we are. Mm-hmm. And getting wins because they've got two or three Newcastle, fantastic example. You know, Absolutely. they've got those two or three players who just sort of who can just get you a goal from nothing, and you win a game one nil. But mm. we haven't got that. No, we do not. Um, on West Ham, I mean, look, they didn't even need Robert Snodgrass in the end, did they? That was <laughs> or Antonio. Well, that's another thing. They were out with the best player as well. So yeah, yeah. Um, Masuaku. When did he get so good? This yeah, is completely yeah, yeah, really passed me by. Yeah, really impressive. Did you get another match? Got another match in the end. No, they give it to uh, Ogbonna yeah. instead. Didn't um, centre-half, yeah. Yeah, which which surprised me. Masuaku, a tremendous, uh, you know, front and back, amazing defensively and really yeah. good on the ball. I, I knew he was like, I always thought he was just like a sort of, you know, average left-back, you know, not not bad, not good, but yeah, he yeah. looked tremendous. Yeah. Um, I get mixed up with West Ham players. They've got a lot of players who sound the same. But as you know, I'm not the greatest with uh, pronunciations of <laughs> foreign players. And I'm like, who's that? Is that, is that Su- Surek, Sarak, Sarok? Do you know what I mean? They're all... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I thought Haller did have a, a really good game against us as well. But yes. I don't know if you take that with a sort of um, the, the pinch of salt of we kind of allow these players to look really good against us, I guess. I feel really sorry for John Egan at the moment. Again, mm. I don't think he was his, uh, the heights of last season, but... He just seems to try and see every block that comes in, it's Egan. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it just seems to be... And I think this is where he goes wrong with the goal. I think he's following the ball almost like this sort of kamikaze defending of sort of like, I will I will save this situation. Yeah. And he got pulled out of position and stuff. I think, um, yeah, I'm feeling a bit sorry for him at the moment, to be fair, Egan. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, any other thoughts from, uh, from this game, mate, or do you want to move on? Let's just move on. Let's just move on to next season. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to argue with that. Um, well, well, let's just uh, give out the alternative man of the match first. I'm not even. I mean, who did you say earlier was uh, probably Baldock? Maybe I thought oh, Ramsdale yeah. didn't do anything wrong. Um, some people will say he could have saved the goal, but not for me at all. I think so. Some people will say no, he's got an hand on it, but you know, it doesn't mean anything. You know, what I mean? he did well to get an hand on it. To be fair, yeah, it'd be better. If he just stood uh, I think Ramsdale were absolutely fine. Uh, Baldock were fine. Um, Basham were all right. Thought a few mistakes, but not you know an Egan. But yeah, I don't think any of them were above a seven. What about you? Yeah, I'm not even sure I get that high. To be honest, I thought yeah. it was yeah. I, I think I'd agree that um, Baldock was probably a the best player is even the phrase I can use. To be honest, yeah. but I, I, I was really disappointed overall. You know, I know it's the the club's like media team's job to be very like upbeat, optimistic, yeah. but there was definitely a you know a real. Uh, concerted effort on social media this week yeah. to be like you know morale's on the open you know yeah. okay. from Wilder as well Wilder you know, yeah, yeah. Starts here, there's been a definite mood change in those first 10 minutes I, I thought right we're on it and I understand it's the confidence and stuff but you know we, we've heard it a couple of times now like right this is it this is it this is it and it never happens you know <laughs> so yeah I feel uh, I feel a bit burnt by this one to be honest in terms of like uh, well in terms of exactly that like the you know the sort of not blind optimism, but like this, like, okay, this is the week, you know, this is the yeah. one, this yeah. is the, we're going to see something now and that's going to change my view of the season. I'm, I think I'm... It reminds I'm, me of uh, Trump with this, uh, <laughs> you know, like he's, like, he's got us this evidence, the evidence is coming, it's coming this week, <laughs> next week, you know, then we're going to be relegated, he's going to be out White House, we're like, next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm moving uh, as... as uh, Glum as it sounds, I'm moving into more passive fandom here of like, 
Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to win a game before I start to feel better about us now. Rather I was, like... passive is a fantastic word to use over my feelings as well. It's almost like you go through the stages of grief. I'm not even angry anymore, and that's worrying. Normally after mm. United game, I'm like, who wants a fight? <laughs> I'm like George Baldock, you know what I mean? Like I'm really angry at stuff, and I'm not angry. Normally I like to say I'm not doing the view from this week, not doing it, blah blah blah. I just did it straight away. It's almost like it reminded me of the League One days where it was just sort of ritual, sort of. Oh, I've lost the crew. Do the view from. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah, I-, I was thinking earlier. You know, there's, there's too many of these games now. Just feel like um, Premier League away games under Warnock, where it's like, yeah, you know, we're just like so really obviously Warnock-ish. so obviously inferior to the opposition. We don't really have a chance of winning the game. Apart at least we had a plan like, under Warnock as well, though, in, in certain degrees. I mean, the plan was lose to all the big teams purposely, <laughs> but <laughs> at least we knew where we stood. <laughs> yeah, and look, I mean, look, you mentioned losing to Crew there, and obviously West Ham are a lot better than Crew, and we've yeah. come a long way since those days. But um, yeah, yeah, just on that little, though, anyone talk about Wilder out and stuff? He's not untouchable, and and you have to. And we're, we've questioned some of the decisions on here. And I think that's just normal, but. Yeah, I just I'm not having it at all. Any sort of talk about him leaving, even if we don't win again, and people say, "Well, you can't have that." I just think he deserves to build another good team. Yeah, I don't even want to uh, give any more airtime to yeah. that level of ridiculousness. So uh, we will just uh, we will leave that one at that. Who, who was your alternative man of the match for this week? I've gone for the I've gone for the prince. <laughs> Basically, okay. it ties in little little segue. Actually, like, it ties into what we've just been uh, talking about with people criticizing Wilder. I've noticed that when everyone criticizes Wilder and, and they'll use his signings, they get bigger and bigger. The price fees like thirty million on Ramsdale, forty million on. <laughs> so the princes must be reading this thinking, "Wow, they think I've spent like nine hundred million pounds." Do you know what I mean by this? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's so always like they always add like an extra fight that Brewster cost us twenty-seven million pounds. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you include his wages and yeah, infl- yeah. inflation in twenty years' time, I just think it makes the prince is going to end up like having like that he's spent the most money in the entire Premier League. So we're going to be like, you know, how much did Ramsdale cost? Forty million was it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's going to have uh, he's going to have people like uh, knocking down his door for his tax returns. Anyway, he will do. Yeah, where's he, all this if, money come from? If people are reading Twitter and thinking like he spent that much money on the like, but I saw one yesterday. We've got a ten million pound right back on the bench, have we? Like, I mean, sorry, not even on the bench. Not even on the bench. Yeah, Bogle. Yeah, it's like yeah Max million, Lowe, Max Lowe but... was free. It was uh, buy one get one free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. Um, I, I'm just uh, keeping it simple. I'm just going to go for uh, for John Fleck, not because he played particularly mm-hmm. well, but the sight of him on the pitch did uh, did lift my spirits just a tiny, tiny bit. And uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, hopefully this is the start of a run of games for him. We always. We always come back to it with Fleck, don't it? It takes him a little while to get up to speed, so I didn't. I, I really was not expecting miracles from him yesterday. Just, no, just the no, fact no. that we're getting a good player back in our team. Is, I, uh, on, on that subject, as bad as we we may do this year, like well, I think we're on on uh, on course to finish with four points at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, you know, no matter how bad we do this season, the players like Fleck, Baldock, Stevens, um, uh, McGoldrick, and all these sort of players. I will never, ever, ever, ever... Cri- I'll criticise their performance, but I will not criticise them because of what they've done for us. And just seeing John Fleck back on the pitch again and stuff like that. They're, they're genuine legends, these players, no matter what happens this season. Beautifully put. I couldn't have put that any better myself or even close to that. I've got Thank a little, little tear in my eye <laughs> after that. Very nicely done. Um, right, let's let's move on. I'm not ready to talk about West Brom yet, I'm afraid. Um 
<laughs> probably won't be ready to talk about that one until it kicks off on the it's Saturday night, isn't it? Is it Saturday night? Yeah, it's quite. A, oh, get it's, drunk, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's quite a late <laughs> kickoff, I think. So for some reason, I thought this was a home game actually. Um, yeah, it's way in that thing. You don't have to is it? No, 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 it is. Yeah, no, it <laughs> well, it only matters because um, I went past the lane on Saturday morning and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. they were changing the sign over and they were putting up next home match Leicester City and I was thinking, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's West Brom next. And underneath yeah. it, it says, hope to see you soon. So I was like, hang about. Ooh. They know something that we don't. I could get back in. Come the on, again. open the grounds. <laughs> Let's watch us get relegated in person. That's what we want. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's probably where we went wrong with this game. Is um, <clears throat> There was two people dressed in extreme West Ham regalia stood outside the ground <laughs> as I went past. And I, uh, I jokingly booed them as I ran past. And they... <laughs> They looked at me like I just urinated on their feet. Like, <laughs> like, like come on, lad, this is a joke. It's only a joke. Come on, we're trying I to. Uh, I, I love the idea of uh, the grounds opening for the game that um, that we get relegated on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, right, you're not going to win this or the down. Everyone's back in the stadium. Well, they've lost one yeah, nil again. Nineteenth one nil defeat of the season. <laughs> oh, we should look up actually what the record of uh, most. Defeats by a single goal is because I reckon we're probably on track to uh, on track to get it this week. Yeah, uh, excuse me, this year. Um, all right, finishing off this week, nice and quickly. Who's your big winner from the uh, the Premier League this weekend? Uh, there's still there's still a few games to go, but uh, so mm. far, who've you got? I've got Brighton. I think it was a good uh, result against Fulham, obviously. But I think all of those idiotic teams below him, <laughs> us, Fulham, <laughs> West Brom, you know what I mean, all lost. Bale, I don't know what Burnley will do, obviously, but they're all just can't buy a win and Brighton just like win this one game and all of a sudden they look safe. <laughs> yeah, but they're, I think they are actually a good team, Brighton. They are. Aren't I they? think they'll finish above Newcastle and play. So I don't think they'll be down there, to be honest. Yeah, the Newcastle narrative was interesting this weekend. I don't know. I think if you, I don't know if it was like Chris Sutton and Robbie Savage or some some high profile, uh, you know, flapping jaw people basically sort of yeah. saying like, you know, Newcastle fans they're always wanting the top six and this kind of thing. Maybe they should be grateful with mid table. And I think that really got Newcastle fans backs up in terms of. We don't want top six. We're just like, you know, we have all these good attacking players, but we play like this every single week and we probably yeah. will get relegated to... And they are 15th as well. I mean, look, the miles in front of us and, and West Brom and stuff, we're talking, what, 10 points in front of us. Mm. But, you know, if any team can go on a, an awful run, Newcastle are the team you pick out. Well, I don't know. I think I've had my fingers burnt too many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true, Steve yeah. Bruce effect. That's a good shout, though, yeah. Good, uh, good week for Brighton. Um... I'm going, uh, my, my winner of the Premier League this week, not just Tottenham, but it is their manager, Jose Mourinho. Yes, I'm going to go for him myself, to be fair. I mean, there's been some phenomenal Mourinho-Guardiola um, head-to-heads down the, uh, down the years with, uh, well, I think obviously Real and, um, Real and Barca, but I think Inter and Barca as well with some tremendous yeah, games. Yeah. But, this was so Mourinho versus Guardiola, wasn't it? They were they scored two goals from their two shots, Spurs, after about eighty-five minutes or something like that, and then classic. I mean, I've not been watching much football, I have to admit. I probably have to do with United, have to do without the fans and all this, and have to do with the fact that it's just on constantly. But I did watch this due to the Pep Mourinho narrative. Mm. It's just classic. If you had to write, if, if you wrote it, you'd say, you know, that's that's unrealistic. You know, it's too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Third of possession, 18 fewer shots than Man City had. Man City just looked like they were going to score every attack. Yeah. But uh, they didn't. City just uh, Spurs just carved them open a couple of times and they are top of the league. Like I said last week, they have been 
genuinely one of the best teams in the league this season. I'd be stunned if they finish in the top two, I think, but right now they're making hay and they're winning against some big teams, aren't they? You know, they, they yeah. really are uh, getting the results at the minute. For a, for a team that started the season looking absolutely awful, yeah, they, they lost their first game, didn't they, to... Um, to Everton at home, and uh, yeah, they and haven't. They, yeah, they lost some. Oh, they drew in Newcastle as well, and they had another terrible result against somebody. I can't remember who it was. Uh, they, they blew oh, a three West goal lead. Three three, let that three 0 lead slip. They could be top by like about forty points. points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they haven't lost since that opening game, and uh, I've, I've always had a soft spot for Mourinho. It's, uh, it, I have, it's yeah. definitely exacerbated by his kind words last season, but. I think he's. Uh, I think he's a very entertaining personality, and certainly, uh, maybe more like ten years ago, was a much more relevant kind of. Uh, I don't know, revolutionary football manager. I suppose I don't know if that's still a fair comment to make about him today. But can't yeah, argue with this, can you? Um, no, no, not not at all. I do like. I mean, the, the, I have to admit, I've not. I'm not looking at the Premier League table for for obvious reasons. <laughs> so tight, like top to seventh. There's only five points between them. I gotta say, if you just sort of uh, if you if you just don't scroll down too far, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of safe. Man yeah. thirteenth as well. Wow, awful. I think. Um, I mean, they're making me look like idiots. To be honest, it's yeah, I, I had them to win it as well. Yeah, Fraudiola's at it again. A minus one goal difference after eight games, yeah. and I think it's. I think the last two, you know, Guardiola's just signed that new contract, hasn't he? And he's yeah, um, that's right, yeah, yeah. I think the last they said this on Sky. The last two. Seasons. Um, this is the like the lowest amount of points he's had um, at this stage of any of his seasons in management. So, yeah, so he's on the decline. I'm sure he usually jumps ship by now and goes to um, you know whichever other team in the world has the best players. Yeah, at that he's point. he has stuck around a bit longer this time, hasn't he? To be fair to him. Yeah, very strange. I mean, they won three games, and one of them were against us, which don't really count. So. <laughs> Miami, yeah. What did they do this? Oh, because they lost us first, didn't they? I'm looking at yeah, them, yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat Wolves, us, and Arsenal. That team has scored 10 goals in eight games. I mean, I know we can hardly talk, but we don't have De Bruyne, Gabriel no. Jesus, Sterling, Mares up front, do we? Imagine how, good, how bad it'd be if, they, if we swap strikers. See how they get on with, like, you know what I mean? McGoldrick and McBurney up front and stuff. They Imagine if they probably score loads because they create loads of chances, to be fair. So. Yeah, Sharp would get like 50 goals a season playing up front for Man City, <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. What, uh, just a random thought experiment. What uh, what one West Ham player would you uh, swap immediately for oh, any what, of our sorry. players? What one, what one player from West Ham? From this weekend, oh, they played against us this weekend. Would you uh, just that, just that is bag? Interesting. Um, <sighs> all of them. <laughs> all of them was that. <laughs> no, I'm like sort of looking, just looking down at the team now, thinking, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good as well. Um, but pick one, oh. pick one. Just just one, as in like one that has the biggest impact. I, I would go, uh, I would go Bowen because I don't think he had an amazing game, but. Now, Bowie's the one that stuck out to me as well. I, again, I don't think he was amazing, but he's just a player who's you know gets on the ball. And uh, do you know what? I've slagged him off. I'm going to go Declan Rice. Oh, really? That's interesting. Just, just, just simply because he would automatically sort of toughen our midfield up um, to a degree that I think I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just looking down, and mm. every player I'm coming across, oh, he's good though as well. So. The the case I'd make with Bowen. I thought Declan Rice was really good in this game, though. I have to admit. Yes, I, I um I agree, and he was really good against us last and season. Creswell, well. he were all right as well. I could play him at left centre half. <laughs> yeah, true. Or uh, maybe Masuaku could play there. But the thing with yeah. with Bowen, and you, and you touched on it earlier, um, 
we don't have a player like him, even close to what he can do, where it's like he's a threat every mm. time he gets the ball and teams have to panic. They have to commit more men into that area of the pitch and, you know, actually actually worry about us doing something. Whereas, yeah, West Ham in this in this one, they could just basically shuffle back into formation yeah. nice and easy and just trundle from side to side and, and head away the inevitable cross into the box. But, yeah, he's... I think uh, it does hit home as well when you look at... I'm just looking at the West Ham team now, like the, the bench of West Ham. I remember they were out Antonio as well. Yeah. You've got Lanzini, Snodgrass, uh, Noble, Jot, Ben Rama. They're all getting our team, aren't they? Maybe not Noble, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Bugger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think I've run out of things to say about uh, about United for for one week, mate. After my, uh, I was surprised we made it this long without a two week yeah. break. Obviously, uh, energised us a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't expect too many people to get much positivity out of this, but yeah. again, it's you know that's not not really what we're here to do, is it? Or listen, it's not what I particularly set out to do is to be like super happy positive i hate watching us lose it absolutely yeah. sucks at the minute this is like one of the more miserable times following united that i can remember because i, I sort of make him remember I, I think i've forgotten you probably the same and all the other fans are probably the same because it's been four ridiculously good years even the mid-table championship season were far better than we expected mm. you sort of realize it again now how bad football can be <laughs> yes yeah, the, the reason I, I, you know, I feel kind of all right in saying it's one of the worst times I can remember is simply because we don't have the match-going experience to go alongside it. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the flip side is I'm saving a shed load of money every other week, but yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> missing, uh, missing the like, oh, should we just should we just go back to the pub kind of thing? Like, let's just go and have a few beers and That's forget the about this well, game yeah, at full after time. The game, you could go to the pub, sort of say, ah, oh, they're rubbish, aren't they? Oh, I get it all out, then you're on to yeah. next week, but obviously can't do that. So, yeah. I guess this is like just watching away games on TV where you don't ever really have a chance of winning because you're not very good and. That's basically just happens yeah. every single week, unfortunately. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Eventually, I've, I've like I've almost given up on uh, like like I said, next week. Next week's going to be the one where we get to talk about a win. But who knows? We've been that, that downbeat on this one. Next this time next week, we're going. What a team! We're staying up eight yeah. 0 McBurney got five. <laughs> maybe maybe all our negativity will if it works and we actually end up looking good and winning a game. We'll we'll have to like. We'll have to play the part for future weeks and yeah. just talk about how so terrible well, everything is. Yeah, but, you know, it went that good, I mean, were it? <laughs> I know, McBurney should have at least eight, considering yeah, we paid get, 40 get million for, for some uh, analysis <laughs> of, like, how we could be better. <laughs> exactly. Um, where where can people find uh, the views from Roy, mate, or the views from other yeah. people brought to you by Roy? View from West Ham on RoysViewFrom.com or at Panchero on Twitter. No one's reading them. Don't blame you, to be honest, but, you know, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> well, what was the consensus from West Ham? Is it like, this is just, was it just like, it's almost too easy? There was a bit of both. One of, I mean, I think you do this when you win a game, don't you? Like, you sort of big up the opposition a little bit more than you probably should to make yourself feel better, if that makes sense. Like, so it's like, oh, they work really hard. They'll be all right, though. You know, they'll they'll get a few points. And a couple of us like, they were rubbish. We should have won by more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Probably, but yeah, yeah, the general feeling is that they deserve to win. Um, they're happy with they've beat us and Fulham in a row one nil. Um, two teams that they say in the past are two teams that they probably struggled against. Mm, yeah, maybe two teams that are, I would say are well probably. 80% likely to get relegated, those two. So. Yeah, that's oh, so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Well, hopefully next week, not only do we get uh, one or three points, but it would be nice. I'd like to be able to answer the question, what are we good at? 
Like that'd be nice. That yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting to see the team as well. I think. Yeah, who knows what? Uh, well, particularly with the Ampadu injury as well, and if Stevens mm. isn't fit, and you know they're talking like Musa might have been in contention to make the bench this weekend. Was a sort of. I don't know how informed they were, but the sort of Sky commentators were kind of talking about that. So um... yeah, Wilder said after that he'll be involved. So oh, okay, that's yeah. Uh... He, he don't think Stevens will be, um, but he thinks Musay will be. I think that's that would right. be yeah. yeah. That would be very nice because it was. I mean, I did think on paper. We, I just didn't think didn't think we played well at all. But I, I said to you before the game, like that's getting very close to our strongest team. It is. The, the team and I think that, that might be the most disappointing thing as well, in a way, mm. for people that. Everyone was shouting for Ampadu with centre-back, myself included. Didn't really work that well, but, you know, we got flecked back. It's like, right, where's the next excuse? I'm running out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, it's, uh, it's probably a, a, an ender and a moose away from our strongest team, I thought. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, hopefully get another of those pieces back in next week. But, I mean, as you kind of said, you know, eventually we're going to run out of games to piece this together, aren't we? Right now, we're, we're fortunate that we are only three points away, but the further up you look, you know, you go another place and it's it's eight points away, another place it's nine or uh, ten points away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fulham must of... be just shocked that they've got yeah. four points from nine and they're not in the relegation zone. Yeah. Oh, geez, I was going to mention them, actually. My, my other... Uh... Uh, alternative man of the match. My alternative alternative is uh, whoever's coaching him to uh, how to take penalties at Fulham. Oh yeah. yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, they should have what? They should have like five more points or something like that. And yeah, I mean, is it four pens they've missed? Uh, they've had four. They've missed three. Ah right, um, that's the one against us. Yeah, which yeah yeah. Um, and they, and yeah, they're yeah. like they're like soul crushing misses as well. It's not like yeah, you know the keep penalties. Yeah, it's not like the keeper's making a good save every time. You got Mitrovic in the bar, the uh, failed Penenka from Luckman, and then uh, it was it was Cavalera, wasn't it? Just, just yeah, fell yeah, yeah. over. The, uh, so who's the... who's going to be next for him? It's, it's incredible, isn't it? You can send him Billy Sharp. <laughs> yeah, just just welly it down the middle. Yeah, exactly. But that's it, exactly. If you, I mean, if you miss a penalty like that, if you just smash it and the keeper saves it, then it's a bit like, well, right, it wasn't a very good penalty, but... It's not got the embarrassment cringe factor, has it? Although to be fair to them, they uh, they did score like a minute later against Everton, um, yeah. having uh, having fluffed that one. But yeah, blimey! They, as you say, they must be relieved, but also slightly infuriated. I guess that they've been terrible, but somehow um, yeah, keeping their heads. I, I the didn't know Burnley had Palace tonight. I can actually see them picking three points up there, unfortunately, Bob. Yeah, they've got Man City next. Mind you, Man City. <laughs> 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 yeah. Who knows? As I said last week, we've got to uh, we've got to look after our own game first, haven't we? And uh, try and win some games ourselves. Right, mate. Let's uh, let's finish there. Unless you've got anything uh, anything final to add. I've got nothing else. I'll, I'll yeah. It's another game yeah. that I'll hopefully never have to speak about ever again. Yeah, there's been a lot of them. Hasn't there? Yeah, a lot of, some very very forgetful forget forgettable games. So far I wonder if, if we go if we don't get another point and lose every game one nil. Will we go down? I oh know because it'll still be like a terrible goal. I'm going to say, will we go down with like a really good goal difference, but less points? Anyway, I'm just sorry. I ignore me. Down with like a minus forty goal difference. Yeah. Yes, it's possible. What was? I feel like um, I feel like it was like minus fifty or something last season for the other teams. Have a quick look. That's a good one, though. Um, <laughs> and Norwich had minus forty nine. Watford minus twenty eight. Bournemouth minus twenty five. So. 
So we could lose every game one nil, go down with about minus forty points. But we're, what, we're sorry, we're minus forty goal, goal goal difference, yeah. and then and a one point. Yeah. Anyway, well that's something yeah. to aim for anyway, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You found some positivity <laughs> in minute fifty-two. Good job by you. Um, although, <laughs> actually, for anyone listening, this isn't minute fifty-two because we had a few minutes of just yakking before we started recording. Yeah, it's so. very true. Whatever, minute 48, something like that. Anyway, this is just total nonsense content. Thank you for listening this long. I do appreciate everybody out there. And thank you very much to you, mate, for uh, for sitting through United West Ham and then uh, coming on to talk about it for 40-odd minutes. I'll get to do it all again next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring it on. Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe we'll just scrap a terrible, a terribly lucky win with a terrible performance and yeah. just be like, yeah, this is great. Who cares if we play well or not? Like, just get the win. Just want the winning feeling. Yeah. Just ch- chasing that high. Right. Um, yep. Yeah, thanks very much, mate. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll speak to you later. Much appreciated. Yeah. Same to you, mate. See you later. Big thanks to Andrew. Thank you as always to yourself for downloading and for listening to this podcast. And finally, a big thank you to a sponsor of Blaze Pod, And that is of course, glistening kicks now do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers and think they could use a bit of a touch-up then look no further than glistening kicks a sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning restoration and weather treatment services for shoes sneakers and trainers glistening kicks will remove loose dirt and debris they'll give laces shoes and midsoles a deep clean they can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections and if you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. Whether it's a pair of designer shoes or a well-loved and much-worn set of favourite trainers, Glistening Kicks offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas, including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast and reliable courier service. So you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Should also mention that Glistening Kicks is run by Blades fans and they now offer a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers or if you have a Wednesday fan in your life that you think needs cheering up, uh, which is probably all of them, I guess, uh, the Wednesday logo is also available. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk plus... Follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Thank you.